welcome to Talking Club. I'm Emily. And I'm Karen. And we are so excited to be here today. How are you feeling, Karen? Uh, I'm excited to still be alive today, I'm going to be honest, because there was a time a few days ago that I wasn't so sure I was going to make it. Okay, it wasn't that bad. I'm being dramatic, but uh, no, I have COVID, and oh man, when people say it's just a really bad cold, they are lying. Mm -hmm. It is not just a really bad cold. I don't know. Maybe some people really have just had it that mild, but... There was a point last week where I could not get out of bed. Even the idea of trying to get up out of bed was so exhausting that I fell asleep. Yeah, <laughs> like it just it was it was miserable. I, I was know. I was straight miserable for like three days, and then it was finally I started to get to where I could get back up and stuff. And but the fatigue is real. The congestion is still there. It's been a week, and I'm still dealing with it. So. Yeah, I think I could go back a few episodes on this podcast <laughs> when we were talking about how some people think they're immune and <laughs> I, I said that um, I didn't believe that there was a way that someone could have COVID and not realize it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I guess I could be wrong. But. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like, so I I did think like there's a possibility that I'm immune because I've been around it so much. I have had direct contact with people who've had COVID multiple times. I've been in situations where it's like it kind of doesn't make sense that I didn't get it. So I really mm-hmm. thought like maybe some of us really just are immune. But I also was saying to people, maybe I didn't say it on this podcast, but I was also saying when I would have these conversations with people like, but that's still doesn't mean I'm just going to let my guard down and not be careful. I'm still going to be careful. Yeah. And the way that I got it is really infuriating because I did go to, you know, so many different places and I've been around people. And then this was a 10 minute interaction with a friend who didn't tell me that they were sick. And that was just so uh, frustrating and a little bit irresponsible on their part. Um, Yeah. And also, you know, I, I think, I think Really, probably what's happened is that this is the first time I've been in close contact with someone while they were symptomatic. Mm-hmm. And I think and that's still why didn't this tell is you. the time that happened. Yeah. Dang. Yep. Yeah, that's I mean, frustrating. They didn't know that they had it yet. They had taken a test and hadn't gotten the results back. Okay. But, um, but yeah, knew that they had gone and taken a test, knew that they were sick, and yeah. didn't say a word. So don't do that to your friends. Don't do that to your enemies either. Because... No. It's miserable. And as I said on Twitter, there's only like three people in the entire world I would wish it on. Um, it's been really fun with people trying to guess because, oh, okay. no, I'm not going to say. Oh, but- come on. <laughs> like three people in the world that you know personally or just no. three people in general? <laughs> just three people in general that I think, you know, I would like for them to get COVID. Are they still alive? Uh, yes. I really want to talk about this. <laughs> but you're I mean, right. one of them is currently fighting a war against a sovereign nation. Oh, yes. So. Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's fine. Putin can get COVID. We're okay with that one. Okay. So evil world leaders is who you would wish this on. Yeah. Okay, good. That makes me feel better. Any past leaders that you would wish it upon that may have already have it it? (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, man. Okay. Well, speaking of being decent friends, let's talk about how you and I became friends. Let's do. Our origin story. The origin of Emily and Karen. Yes. Okay. I'm I'm curious how you will, uh, what your memories are. So here's what I do remember um, from the beginning is that you and I had a mutual friend. Do we want to say her name? I don't know if she listens, but... She probably doesn't listen. It should be okay. Okay, anyway. Um, so we had a mutual friend, Rian. And... Well, I'm thinking of another mutual friend. <laughs> Who are you thinking of? Ta- Tatiana. Because she oh. had her roommates. And didn't you come over to that house once? So I did, but here's the thing. is like... Okay, well, hold on. We'll come okay, back to back. that in a second. So my memory of when we really met and became friends was we had this mutual friend, Rian. You were good friends with her and you had a class together mm-hmm. and she and I were good friends because we had met at like a church thing and I had said, hey, neither of us know anybody here. We're going to be friends now. I did that thing that I was telling you, you about a few weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. I said, we're just going to be friends now. And she's like, okay, cool. And then we were. And um, so then, and that had been over a year, like, because that was the fall of 2020 when I first met her. So now this is no, 2000. 2000. Sorry, 2000. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dates are hard. Um, so this is now 2001 when you guys are taking this class together. Mm-hmm. And um, so there was this one day, I think I texted her and was like, hey, what are you doing or something? And um, no, I didn't have a, te- I did not have a cell phone yet. Anyway, we were talking and I asked her what she was going to be up to. And she's like, oh, my friend Emily. Do you know Emily from the ward? And I was like, no, I don't think I do. (laughs) She's like, oh, we're going to hang out. You should come with us. I'm like, okay. And I think we like met at lunch or something like that. And then 9-11 happened. Yes. And that was when we started hanging out more. Um Yes. Always, usually in the beginning, it was always with, with Rianne. It was yeah. a while before you and I just, like, started hanging out separately. But, um, but yeah, then there was one day where we were talking, and um, that was when it came up that I had been at this little gathering at our friend Tatiana's house the year before oh, when I first met okay. down, and you lived there, too. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I didn't know you were roommates with Tatiana, because at this point, you guys were roommates but in a different house i think or she yeah. just moved out or something yeah um and so i was like oh i didn't know you guys you were her roommate over at that other place and so we started talking about it and you had come in that night with like some guy you were dating or something and so that was officially the first time that we had met but we didn't okay. really ever talk or get to know each other until a year later okay yeah and i it's funny because I don't feel like I have too many memories of you and Rayanne, like the three of us hanging out. Did we? Uh, we didn't all three hang out a lot. Okay. It was, but it was like the only times that I saw you was when you were with her. With her. Okay. So it was like the three yeah. of us would hang out. And that was when I started to get to know you. And then um, later on. Uh, she and I started having like some falling out. There was, there was just stuff going on with her. And then somehow along that way, you and I started also just like hanging out separately from her. 
I think you yeah. two probably had a falling out as we well. We did. We did. It was weird. Um, like, I can look back on my life and pinpoint people who were in it. And they were just they were just friends for a season or for a time. And I, I think mm-hmm. they just served like a purpose for a, for a time. And then we just went our separate ways. And she was definitely one of so many people. The majority of people that I met in college were that way. Like yeah. you're the only person that totally, I'm still yeah, in contact same. with. Um, but it, yeah, it's interesting that I remember, um, yeah, there was some sort of transition where we both, we both weren't really friends with her and now we were friends with each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um, exactly yeah. and i don't really know exactly why that happened but i'm glad it did yeah i i think for me it was uh that friendship served a purpose for me and then that purpose was over um and one of those purposes very well could have been that i needed to be your friend you know yeah definitely so we really started to get to know each other in fall of 2001 and then it was the next year mm-hmm. you had an opening in your house and I really needed to move out of my house because the, so when I first moved to Utah, I was living in a house with six other girls and the first group, like, I mean, there were a couple of weirdos in that group, <laughs> but, but they were really wonderful people and we all got along very, very well. And then it was like, one girl moved out because she was getting married. Another girl moved out because she was also, like, at one point we had four girls in our house that were all engaged at the same time. That sucks. That is not fun. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so we had, you know, a bunch of people moving, coming and going. And so by, I had been there two years and I was the only one that was still there. Everyone else had left by this point. And I was just like. I got along with a couple of the girls okay, but then there was one especially that was just super mean, and I was like, I've got to get out of here, and you had an opening in your house, and I was like, let's talk. Let's be roommates. Yeah, and at that time, I had, uh, was our Amy? Was Uh Amy? Okay, yeah, so. (laughs) Maggie had just moved out, I think. Oh, yeah, you took Maggie's spot. That's Uh right. Yeah, it was just like revolving doors galore during I mean, college that's just how college housing is mm-hmm. so, yeah yeah but that house was was interesting for a few reasons i mean we have recorded a podcast with the folks from it uh the strange strangerville i was yes. like what's the name of the podcast strangerville, strangerville yeah. to tell the story of our haunting in that house but just in general it was like this um it was a one-story house but it had a finished basement that had a separate entrance yeah and it had this giant tree in the front. The landlords were kind of crazy. Um, yeah, that was just an interesting house. But it was, what was great about it was that it was literally right around the corner from campus. So we didn't have to drive to school. We no. could just walk to, I mean, my first, my, my first classes, because I was taking French, and it was like all my classes were on that side of the campus anyway. So it was like it was closer for me to walk from our house to all of my classes than to any other point on campus. I know. That's how that's how mine were, too, because all of my family study classes and then my psychology classes were all on the north end of the campus. And our house was on the mm-hmm. north end of the campus. It was perfect. And yeah. it was just a stone's throw away from it was so nice. I loved it. 
It was great. It was, like, it was a yeah. perfect place to live, minus some of the you you mentioned briefly the hauntings. Um, if you're curious <laughs> about um, hearing about that, it was on the Strangerville podcast, and our episode is called "The Smoking Photograph," and it was published yeah. <laughs> on October 31st. Was it 2019? I think it was last year. Oh no, it wasn't last year because of COVID. Yeah, so it must have been. Well, was did it you? 2019? No, it was during COVID. Was it during COVID? Maybe it was 2020. It was probably 2020 then. Okay, yeah, because yeah. there was a time in 2020 where we just were like, "Oh, COVID's over." Anyway, you know. <laughs> Remember how innocent and young we were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, after being roommates for, I don't know, maybe six months, nine months, we started working together. Yes. <laughs> I was like, where are you going with this? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. So then, and that's where, so you started working at a company. Was, yeah. Yeah. When I first moved in, I had just started working for oh. um, a subsidiary of Flying J, RIP. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and people, people might not know that like Flying J is technically gone but they the brand is still in existence but the company is gone yeah yeah they they um declared bankruptcy back when all the big companies were Uh and then pilot bought them out yeah and i mean it was not really a surprise because the guy who was running flying j at the time that it died uh he he ran that company into the ground we could tell all kinds of stories about that um although i don't want to get sued so i probably won't but um he did and um, yeah i mean everyone knows it so yeah but uh i mean but i'm saying like <laughs> some of those stories of when we had to sit at the reception desk and stuff like, <gasps> oh my yeah. gosh yes anyway um but yeah so i had just started working there i actually got recruited there because i um i was working at living scriptures which was horrible <laughs> um at the time that I worked there, it was the most litigated company in Northern Utah. Oh my gosh! Yep. Mm-hmm. Because All of our they, dumb movies, right? These dumb movies, and what would happen is the outside sales reps—they would go to people's houses and sell them on these subscription plans for movies, and it would be written into the contract that they only had three days from the day of signing it to cancel, like to change their mind and cancel. And then after that, they like if you died your estate had to pay off the contract like you couldn't even get out of it if you died and could not watch movies anymore (laughs) (laughs) like yeah it was bad anyway and like the sales guys they used all kinds of lies and tactics and stuff to rope people in it was a big mess i only worked there because i was desperate like i needed a job after 9-11 happened and they were pretty much the only job i could get at the time but uh, almost a year later, I got recruited to work at Flying J. And um, originally, I don't know if you know this part, but originally they called because they were looking for an account manager. And I had to turn that down because oh. of my school schedule. Yeah. And so then they said, well, would you be interested in starting in customer service? And then you could work up as you finish school. And I was just like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. So, I mean, it got yeah. me out of out of the other jobs. So I was like, yes, I will take pretty much anything. Well, and they were looking for French speakers, correct? They were. So, yeah. yeah. So I got to start more than, you know, minimum wage and stuff. Like for, for finishing up college, it was actually a pretty good job, you know. And um, yeah, so I started working there in customer service. After a couple months, I was a shift lead. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then I knew you wanted to get out of where you were working at the mall. And I was like, hey, come work for me. Yeah. <laughs> and you did. Well, yeah. I think all the stores that I worked at were closing. Like yeah. one of them was going out of business. Yeah. Yeah. But in between there, Dustin had started working there. Mm-hmm. And so this is now 2003. It's like spring of 2003. He started working there. And we became friends because then my, I was graduating and my grandpa was dying. And I needed to like get some people to take my shifts. And he was so nice. And he did. And we also had bonded during tra- like during his training because we had served a mission in the same place. And That's we right. knew like a couple of the same people and a lot of the same places and stuff. So we kind of became friends. And then after that, I was like, Again, just we're going to be friends. And I just like made him <laughs> hang out with me. <laughs> so, yeah. And then, yeah. And then you start working there. Yeah. I remember it was, I, that job was so different from anything that I had ever done. Yeah. And it was, it was a good, I mean, we didn't have, did we work a lot together? I feel like we did not. I think that maybe there was a couple of times where we had a weekend shift together and stuff, mm-hmm. but I feel like our sh- our schedules were not um, usually not the same. No, especially because you had graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So I was working I was, during the day. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I only worked at night, but we may have had some, we may have had, yeah, like you said, we may have had uh, weekend shifts together. Yeah. Well, there's also a lot of times like what I would do because I didn't want to officially be a full time person. Uh Um, Well, once I graduated, then they promoted me over to ops assistant. But um, but for a while, while I was still working there, I didn't want to be full time, but I wanted to be able to work that many hours if I wanted to. So I would just pick up extra shifts all the time. Yeah. So we probably worked together a lot when I would just like work for somebody else. Yeah. And then there was that time that we went for the same job. Yeah. Do you remember that? (laughs) Yeah. Back to account manager, which was what I was originally recruited for in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. I remember being nervous to apply for it, but there was, again, there was just like this, this, I don't know, just this feeling that I had. It was like, you need to apply for this job. I don't, I still don't understand why I needed to apply for that job. Do you have any idea why I needed to apply for that job? Well, I think you needed to get out of customer service. <laughs> I think you needed to yeah. do something else. And I think you weren't ready to like leave the company. No, not yet. Cause so. I did work there for a while. I, so uh-huh. yeah. So we both applied for that job and the job ended up being offered to me, which you were really good about. Like it didn't strain it. Were you or Am I remembering that wrong? Like, how did you feel about that? Um, so I, I feel like I was disappointed that I didn't get it, but I was happy for you at the same time. Uh-huh. So yeah. it's like, I didn't, I, it wasn't your fault. And well, no, but. And I didn't hold anything against you. I wasn't, I wasn't jealous of you or anything like that. I was just like, oh, that's kind of a bummer. But right after that, I got promoted to ops assistant and was yeah. was put on salary and stuff anyway. It just and in the department I was already more comfortable with. Yeah. So, um, except for then I got put in charge of an account that I had no business being in charge of, and didn't know anything. And I would go to these meetings and just nod. And I was like, I have no idea what anybody is talking about, <laughs> and I'm in charge, <laughs> and they're asking me questions. And I'm just repeating what other people say. And everyone, for some reason, thinks I know what I'm talking about. And I don't. Yep. 
<laughs> imposter syndrome is real. But I really was an imposter. Like, yeah. <laughs> this wasn't just I didn't feel like I didn't belong. I honestly 100% did not belong in that job. <laughs> it's kind of just, it's it's almost just like proof again. And I think so many people would agree with this. It's just like so many times people are just faking their way through things. Even it's if you've true. been given a job, it doesn't necessarily mean you're qualified for it. Um, it's just so so funny. Yeah. I remember that job being an account manager and like having like being on these big conference calls with people, like we were dealing with owners of trucking companies and like, I really honestly have no idea who I was talking to or in terms of like, like their, their hierarchy was I dealing with like the president. Well, I mean, I think we were dealing sometimes with owners, but it was just so funny. Cause it was just like, here I am like this little early twenties kid that's just sitting in this cubicle in Utah talking to, <laughs> you know, successful <laughs> trucking businesses who have trucks all over the country. And I'm telling them how to use an online program. And anyway, just so funny. It's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. but yeah. But, well, there's yeah. just so many quirky things about working in a job like that because it was like for years, even after I quit, like, I couldn't drive anywhere without seeing trucks and being like, oh, yeah, they have our card. They don't have uh -huh. our card. Like, yep. mm -hmm. <laughs> I've Even probably now. talked to that driver. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And they're, the trucking industry, that's another episode. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. There's some, there's some really, really bad things that happen in the trucking industry. Yep. Um, like <laughs> things that are not safe. For it's very all, true. Like, yeah. Sorry, I was not laughing about that because it's terrible and very serious. I was laughing because I was just remembering like just some random stories of things that happen when you're in customer service at a job like that. Mm -hmm. Like the time that <laughs> I was, uh, this is when I was a shift lead and I was asked to take a call from a store manager because they had found a truck driver passed out in the parking lot, but naked, holding nothing but his card, his, his, uh. <laughs> His fuel card. <laughs> there were lots. And I had to and look lots. up his company and contact yeah. them. <laughs> there were lots of interesting. When you work at a at a, a at an a company that is open twenty four seven, yeah, three sixty five. Oh my gosh. The things that we could share and we should share. Well, maybe we can't if we get some of them. We probably should not share. <laughs> no, you're right. But so, I mean, you're right. There's probably some things we shouldn't share. Um. Anyway, but yeah. So we worked there for a while. We both graduated from college. We lived on our own, and then you moved again. Yeah. Where After you, you got married. Where were you? You moved to Clearfield. Clearfield. Mm -hmm. So what? Where were you working then? I was still no, and I, I was oh. still working there. I oh, stayed. Okay. I stayed at Flying J until I moved back to California. Oh, okay, okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah, that was the first time in my adult life that I had a commute. <laughs> <laughs> it took me fifteen minutes to drive to work. Dang, that's a lot. And I do remember one time when it was snowing really bad and I had to call out because I couldn't, the freeways were impassable. I couldn't go. And I remember having to call my supervisor and who I believe still works for the company, but wow. at least last, last I looked, she still did. But anyway, 
yeah, so I had to call her and, and explain, like, yeah, there's a freaking blizzard outside. I cannot come to work. And she was mad at me. Of course. Why? Yeah. <laughs> for not going. And then I found out later that, like, she didn't, like, she, she left early that day. She didn't stay because she was concerned about the roads. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if you can't get to work because of the weather, that's just, yeah, that's a whole other thing. Like, we've talked yeah. about bad work environments. This was. It's true. This one could be better. How about I put it that way? This one could be mm-hmm. better. The work environment. Um, yes. Yeah. So then, yeah. And I still worked there. You were in, in with a new roommate, right? Kelly. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And then you decided. Who I met because of Dustin. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. That's you right. and Dustin and Kelly are the only ones that I'm still really close to from that time. Like there's other people that I'll talk to here and there, mm-hmm. some of which are listening now. Hi, guys. Um, but as far as people that I really talk to regularly that are on my rotation of people that I call while I'm driving home from work. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's you guys, the three of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then you decided to move back to California. I did. Why? Um, because it's California. But the real reason is because at this point I had a nephew who was a year old and oh, he was yeah. freaking adorable. He's now 17, which is just rude. Um, um that's right. Yeah. But, uh, anyway, but yeah, I was missing out on seeing him grow up and I was just like, you know what? And I had, I had younger siblings who were way younger than me that were, you know, in high school and stuff. Like my little brother was getting into high school and he was playing football and things. And I was just like, I'm missing out on so much. It's time for me to, to go back home and yeah. see these kids grow up. But we managed to still stay in touch. We did. And then, um, a year or so after, um, Dustin and I got married, we moved to Idaho and I remember you came to Idaho at least once or twice to visit us. At least twice. So that was fun. We've managed, I mean, with, with the, um, with like Facebook and Instagram and, like text messaging was obviously a thing back in the early aughts, but it definitely has has grown in more regularity, like texting each other. So we've we're really we're really lucky that we have these options to kind of stay in touch, you know. So now yeah. I feel like you you, Dustin and I have a little group chat. We just send each other Twitter and memes and <laughs> It's great. It's yeah. my favorite thing. I love yeah. it so much. <laughs> and then like the other day you texted me, you're like, I need to vent. Can I please call you? <laughs> so that was good. I was like, yay. So we've we've managed to stay good friends over the years. So and it's, you know, I've 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 stopped and I've thought a lot about like why some friendships last and why some don't and why one person could feel like closer to me than somebody else. And I I think for you, our friendship, you and I were friends during such pivotal moments, at least in my life, you know, Mm -hmm. like moments where I've really, like I was out of high school, I was living on my own, you know, we were uh, dating and like really trying to figure out what we wanted to do with our lives. And I don't know, like, so you're, you're just a part of so many like big decisions I feel like I've made in my life. Like you introduced me to my husband and you know, getting that job with Flying J was, um, it ended up being a good job. I worked there 
um, until the day before my daughter, my first daughter was born, you know, and like that opened up a lot of doors for me. And you're a part of that. And you're a part of my children's lives now. And so it's just, it's just funny how life works sometimes. And then there's other people that it's just like, like I said earlier, it's like, oh, they're just a seasonal friend for whatever reason. It's not that anybody did anything wrong. Um, you know, and I've managed to stay in touch with some friends I met way back in junior high. And like my friendship with them is different than it is with you. I'd, it's just interesting. It is. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is. It's, it's definitely true that there are people that are in your life for well, what it's that old like poem or something that some people are in your lives for a reason, some are in your in for a season and some for a lifetime. Yeah. And, and I don't necessarily like you say, I don't necessarily know why. Um, different people have those different functions. And I don't necessarily know what it is about you and I that keep us so connected to each other. But because um, there are other people I was friends with during really pivotal moments of my life, too. But I, honestly, what I think a big part of it is, is that our friendship is one of the few where I've never felt like either of us was was selfish about it. I don't know if that, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but like, I always felt like with some other friends, no matter how close we were, and I don't necessarily feel about, feel this way about like current, you know, friendships or whatever, but, but the people that I was friends with, like really close friends with at the time, very few, it was like, we were just there because we just liked each other. It felt like someone's always trying to like, needed something from someone, like whether it was okay. just someone to hang out with or you know, something very specific. I don't know how to explain it, but I just, I feel like you and I, like we had enough in common and enough different that kept our conversations really interesting. Um, but also we just liked being around each other and we never needed anything from each other. Does that make right. sense? Yeah. There was no, there wasn't really a dependency. Yeah. We just, yeah. we just enjoyed each other's company. Yeah. Yeah. And we yeah. still do. I mean, yeah. it's like, it's it's really funny to me how like when I go to your house, um, you know, <laughs> we'll wake up in the morning and we will literally sit and talk for six hours uh -huh. and do nothing. Yeah. And we'll even talk about like, well, what should we do? I don't know. I'm thirsty. Let's go to Swig. Yeah. And <laughs> yep. And like, I, yeah, I have like a visual in my mind. One of the last times you were here, we were downstairs in the family room and I was sitting in a chair. You were on the couch and like. I don't know where my children were. Um, maybe they I were think at one school. of them was upstairs. Maybe yeah. they were at school. <laughs> they were maybe at school. And Come Dustin on. was at work. And like Dustin got home from work and we were still just there. I don't even think we'd gotten like dressed out of our pajamas for the day. <laughs> yeah, maybe not. I don't I don't remember. But it was a great day. And we both really needed it. <laughs> mm -hmm. It was perfect. It was perfect. It and, was. and the other thing too is like you know, you will come to our house or I'll see you. And like, you walk in the door and I haven't seen you physically in like a year or whatever. And I'm just like, Hey, what's up? Come on in. You know? And there's like no <laughs> grand welcome because I just, there doesn't need to be, you know, mm -hmm. it's just like, I, it's just so, it's just so funny. I'm like, Oh, maybe I should have like made a cake or, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like at least giving you a welcome hug or something like that. But it's just like, Hey, what's up? Come on in. <laughs> And that's what's so great is it's like we can we always just pick up exactly where we left off. Like yes. there's no pretension. It's just there's no yeah, there's no show. It's just we just are who we are. And yeah. I think that's really why it works. Yeah, I think the um, 
when you were like saying like, I don't know why people can stay friends and stuff like that. And kind of going back to what you're saying along those lines is I can honestly say, I don't feel like there's ever been judgment from you. Like when I've maybe done or said stupid things, it's just, I don't know. It's just a very judgment free friendship. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's definitely like, we'll ask each other for advice or, you know, obviously we need to vent to one another sometimes. And, but it's, I feel like I could probably say, okay, this is what I did. It was a bad decision. And you would just help me work through it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Rather than tell me why I did so many things that were wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and I appreciate that you let me laugh when you say silly things. Yeah. Um, and that you just, that's one thing that like, you don't get embarrassed about it. Maybe you do. I don't know, but you never, you never make me feel bad for laughing because you know I'm not laughing at you I'm laughing at the funny thing that you said because it's hilarious yes yeah I've just embraced that part of my reality because I just it's just what I am who I am I say yeah yeah you do I love it it's great well I was just gonna say and I also just really love that um yeah I mean part of that judgment-free thing it's like You'll, you'll tell me what you think. You'll be really honest about what you think about a situation. But I also just love that you challenge and ask me questions, but you don't um, judge my answers. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, I can't believe you would think that. It's just like, oh, interesting. Tell me more about that and why you think that way. Right. And I love that. I think that's one of the things that I've always really appreciated about you is that um, it's not just that you – like, not just that we can talk about things, but that you'll actually ask me more about why I think what I do. Mm-hmm. And yeah. not in a, not in a confrontational way, in a, like, in a way where part of it is you wanting to understand and part of it is about helping me understand better why I think things that I think. Yeah. And it's very cool. Yeah. It's, it's very nice to have somebody to bounce ideas off of and, it's not so much right this way right now as it was when we were younger, but like we had a lot of different um, ideology stances, particularly when it came to politics. And that was very insightful for me to see and to hear kind of where you were coming from, from things. And I don't know if you felt the same way coming like hearing what I had to say about things, but I have a lot of memories about talking about politics where we were, I mean, and it was like where we were on either sides and it was never tentious, tentious. Yeah. It was never contentious, contentious. Yeah. There's another example of that. Um, yeah. So I like that. I mean, we've come together politically a little bit. We're closer. We're more aligned, I guess I should say, mm-hmm. is particularly on social issues. Yeah. And who yeah. we don't want to be president in 2024. <laughs> but <laughs> yes. Yeah. But it's it's been it's been interesting just like as the years have gone by, I mean, just how we've managed to just still stay friends, even though we really only see each other what, maybe once a year? Mm-hmm. Maybe once, maybe twice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I don't, when was the last time I saw you? Was um, it last July? I think it was last summer. Probably, yeah. And I'm not going to see you again until November. This November, so it'll be well over a year. You need to come down here and visit me and see my new apartment. I know, 
I do. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm glad that we're friends. That's our origin story. I mean, we don't really, we haven't become any like evil, evil people yet. So let's, well, let's depends on who you villain. ask. We're not villains yet. We have an origin story, but we we are not a villain. I mean, We're, I definitely I have villainous tendencies. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I'm like, <laughs> hmm, I probably should cut this out because I'm sure there's plenty of people that might be listening. There are a few people who would say, um, actually, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I think that I think that as a, you know, we've touched on this before, too, just it's so it's so important to just maintain friendships or start friendships as adults. Yep. Um, just to have, you know, as a parent, I remember kind of feeling like having like this thought in my mind when my daughter was born, it was like, you need to keep your identity. You need to make sure that you still maintain friendships and that you don't lose yourself in becoming a caretaker. Not that there's anything wrong with being a caretaker. This is not a bash on motherhood. I'm a mom. I love my children. It's not that. It's just that it. there was just this sense in my mind that it was like, try your best to just stay who you are, grow as a, as a person through the act of being a mom, but also keep your friendships and go out with your friends and spend time with your friends. And I have tried to do, make that happen. So. And I'm glad that you have. Yeah. Well, good. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to talk about? Uh, I think that's good for today. You're, you're probably ready to go back to sleep. I'm so ready for a nap. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> okay. Well, it was great talking with you. Um, for all those listening, check us out at Instagram and Twitter at Talking Club Pod. We're so grateful that you're here and that you're listening to this fun podcast. We enjoy making it. And Karen, get better soon. And I will talk with you next week. Bye.